Welcome to the BD1 Podcast. This is Mike. Uh, this is Building a D1 Prospect. Appreciate you clicking on and listening to us today. I've got a special guest, my beautiful wife, Cindy. Say hello, Cindy. Hi, everybody. Um, Cindy is a uh, working mom and a supportive mom, and I think it's important this podcast is a mother's perspective because there's so much that these mothers are involved with and should be involved with. Uh, and do not get the recognition, but also do not get the knowledge that they need to help their student-athletes make the right decision in terms of recruiting. Cindy was there with me in just about everything that we did for our son going up through uh, Little League and then up into high school. And, you know, there was a huge difference in high school and and the Little League. Cindy, wasn't there, would you say? Absolutely, and I would like to to start with that in that the Little League – process was so uh it was so much fun and just getting to to participate in all of the the games and the the practices and and it really prepares uh, a parent for the high school process because you don't expect uh going to practices is going to be you know necessary but it is it's very important for a for a student athlete to have their parents uh, participate in their events and go to their games and practices and and when they have the support of the parents it uh, I think it makes a big difference in the in that the student athlete as well well and then when you when you get to high school it's it's for some, it may be somewhat of a shocker because in the Little League uh, area, you have to have a certain amount of playing time. Everybody gets to play. Everybody gets a trophy, and then they enter high school. Sure, absolutely, 100% different in the, in the two. But in, in preparing for high school, Little League was great. Um, but very true, the, everybody gets a trophy, and, and everybody gets playing time, even, even if uh, – um, if the game's on the line, the, the you know all kids get, are going to be playing regardless. So, and we've seen that where uh, we, we were driving down the field about to win the game in a tournament, and the coach has to stop and put the other kids in, and you know, sometimes it costs you the game. I mean, but everybody has to play because right. you're all paying to play, if you will. And in hindsight, perhaps that's uh, a coaching issue because why would you leave? Uh, those players to to finish out the game. Well, I mean, I would put them in at you know yeah. right before halftime or right after halftime or but that's again, right. But but all kids, you know, when you're when you're playing in that in that league, it, it is important for every kid to play. Absolutely. Because you don't know what what talents kids have. I don't I don't know if I agree with everybody gets a trophy because if you remember that one tournament, I was so upset. Zach and I <laughs> talked about this to where. Uh, there was 32 teams, and we played the first game. We're dead last, and they got a medal. Right. I, I like take that thing off. Just, just take it off. What, <laughs> what is? Okay, what is that really teaching our our kids and and with life and what they're about to experience? But anyway, they go on and they get well, into high school. Well, but that's also a difference in parents because because you as a parent are totally different than somebody else's parent. That, that's I'll agree with that. Okay. I'll agree with that. Okay, so so we get out of, of uh, Pop Warner Little League and we're going into high school and and boom, there you are. What happens now? 
So high school, the high school that we were, that we went to, that we had Zach, you know, enter, entered into was night and day. Correct. Night and day, bef- you know, between his high school and our other kids' high school. Correct. Um, the particip- participation uh, factor was huge in how the parents participated versus at the other schools where there was minimal participation and, and, and mostly in the booster club aspect of it. So when we get to high school, Zachary's high school, the, there was mandatory meetings. And our first mandatory meeting as going in freshman was very exciting. And I was all gung-ho and ready, you know, ready to learn new stuff and, and hear all about this new school and all the great things. And, uh, and I did, it was, it was a, it was a good meeting. It was, it was informative. It was, um, you know, told us all about what they expect out of the kids and what they expect out of the parents. We had to sign forms where you can misbehave in the stands. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that's, uh, statewide, if not nationwide, that every UIL, uh, school, they just the never preparing to, to, for you because they saw you coming. So. <laughs> or you. <laughs> Could have been you. But um, the, the meeting was good, and I enjoyed it. And uh, they gave everybody a, a, a chance to meet other people and meet the coaches. And, and, um, so then you go to your second meeting because there's, there's two a year. There's so one that, the yeah, so that was the first one. And then we had, we had freshman football. And... Um, had a great season. Zachary did great. Great. He played all, you know, all year. He played every game and we were at every game. It was great. Um, then in the spring, there was another mandatory meeting. So we went to the mandatory meetings, which obviously if it's mandatory, you, you gotta go, you gotta be there. And, um, it was the exact same meeting as the fall meeting. But one thing that we did notice is we went through his sophomore and junior years mandatory to some of these parents. They didn't get it. It wasn't really mandatory to them. But it's it's important that you do go and participate at these meetings. Absolutely. And you can you realize at when you walk in that mandatory to some doesn't mean mandatory to others because otherwise the place would have been completely packed um, with parents. So eight meetings later, and we're finishing our senior year fall mandatory meeting, and they're all the same. But the, you know, it's good, and everybody needs to hear it and and be reminded of what's going on. But we don't hear anything about how our kids are going to go to college and get into college and play at another level. Exactly, it it is something that. Uh, you're anticipating your, your not so much your freshman year, but you're kind of wanting to listen and hear what's going on. But by the time you get to the, the spring meeting of your sophomore year, that's high on the menu, but it's not being offered as an entree. For sure. So, um, you know, what uh, they talk a lot about, um, you know, the parent involvement and being involved, but the mothers, it seems, are not being talked to uh, by the coaches, and, and again, it's it's not the coaches' jobs, but 
but uh, you know the mothers need to understand what's going on and and how to participate and they're not being told so a lot of times mistakes are made or they're overzealous and a little over um, they're a little forceful in their uh, communications with the coaches of you know why isn't my son playing and why are we not getting you know why aren't you doing more for my son as far as college or perhaps we're being naive in that as mothers we feel like our kids playing football so they must be doing something working on on getting him a scholarship or or um you know, admitted into a college that he's going where he's going to play football that's correct but, the, but we as we found out and a lot of parents are finding out and i and i uh, uh got a call the other day from a mother whose son plays golf and as i've said before these podcasts even though we're during the football season and our our launch will be during the football season and centered on football players in the in the beginning uh, anything from these podcasts you can use for any one of your uh, sports that your student might be playing. I think there's over 40 of them, but golf and lacrosse or softball, baseball, whatever. But So it was really exciting to get to this mother, uh, hear from this mother that had contacted me about recruiting. The coach referred her to me. Thank you, Coach Dykus. Uh, and uh, getting her son recruited to play golf. And... Um, she was right in line with what a lot of what I hear from a lot of these mothers. They're confused. They're not being told enough. They don't know where to go. And they all think that their kids are going to go to Alabama or Texas or USC or Michigan or whatever, Miami. And that's not always the answer. So um, being an informative parent and concentrating on your kid is what our message is going to be you know, to these mothers and, and reaching out to them and helping them to understand the recruiting process. But a big part of that is is being involved. Being involved not only with the recruiting process, but every day, every week with your student athlete's life during high school, which involves booster clubs. Everybody hates that word, but booster clubs. Most important, absolutely. And if you don't have a 100% participation in your booster club, there's something wrong. Yep. You're doing, you're doing something wrong. And, um, everybody should have, have an play an interest or, or have an interest in their, their student athletes. Well, you and I talked earlier when we were getting ready for this podcast and we had talked about, uh, we had, you know, two other children that went to a different school district and we played, Lake Travis, which was our one of the schools that we would play against, and we would always see them show up, and and we were always thinking that they were elitist or they had all this, and and they were a public high school. They are a public high school, and the main thing I can tell you is that you don't have to be an elitist school to have a booster club, and and we have found out uh, through our experience through Lake Travis, I believe that it's the parental involvement that makes the difference in these schools because they, they have the, the Robin Hood program. Right, where they take the tax money from one district and spread it out over multiple districts that are, are less affluent, less, they have less taxable income. Correct. And that money is, it's, it goes through the entire district or the, the entire school district 
um, not for athletes athletics per yeah. se but it's who the state deems necessary needs that money so we're they're taking from and i and i because I, I know some of the generic numbers they they were taking on average 180 million dollars a year from lake travis and putting it back into the texas school fund to where these educrats i call them who think they know so much about our teachers and what they need and then they're giving them the money and all the schools suffer even the lake travis's suffer because they're taking away programs or monies that should be used to help these different programs and athletics whether it be athletics or band or debate or drama or any of these programs are necessary for these schools and developing these kids and when they get taken away you have to have other areas to generate money via the booster club and and then some of the things that they do cindy you were participating in sure and and not only is it uh, a great way to raise money for the program, but it's a great way to get to meet people and get involved in the in the program that you're that you're raising money for. So um, we I went to the Huddles and Heels uh, fundraiser fundraiser every year uh, through high school through Zach's high school. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was all the gals getting together, having dinner, meeting the coaches, uh, talking about football. And, you know, we had a little contest to see who knew more about football and who understood what different plays were for what and what positions were what. And it was a lot of fun. It was was a great evening and – Raised a lot of money. We raised a lot of money for the state at the the school for our football program. So when you get to these schools like Lake Travis and the West Lakes and the Allens and and other affluent school districts or even medium affluent school districts, you understand now why their football or their basketball or baseball teams have the multiple uniforms and and they get to show up in these nice buses and they're treated differently because they they have that support from their booster club, but. Let's say if you don't, you don't have, you know, you know, we're in a very blue collar area. We just don't have the discretionary money to, to commit like these more affluent areas do. What do you do? Well, you get your communities involved. You get your businesses in the communities involved. And there's a, a donut shop in every town. And there's a... There's a chain store. A grocery store in every town. And that's who you get involved in your, in your booster clubs. And they provide... Um, snacks for the meetings that you have and um, you get the community pool area to have your barbecue or your your hamburger cookout uh, fundraiser Um, every every dollar helps every dollar helps and and everybody should want to participate and get to know each other and help encourage their kids and their kids friends and their the and, the team and the longevity of that booster club and I, and I used to think booster club Cindy I used to think oh guys another fundraiser oh my gosh but you know after being a part of it and seeing the impact it makes on so many kids you know Lake Travis they had over 450 kids in their football program alone right. uh, it, that takes money and being the type of 
person that I am, I don't think it's always the burden of the taxpayers to have to pay for that. So there's other areas. There's people that want to contribute. There's businesses that want to support their community. Uh, there's there's businesses that want to be on those scoreboards and everything else to help these kids and scholarships and things. So um, it, it does make a huge difference. And, um, you know, so if you don't have a booster club, help start one. Help get busy yeah. and Volunteer and be to be the the secretary or the treasurer of the booster club. Um, I was the, I was the treasurer of the, of, of our daughter's drill team booster club. Um, it makes a difference. You get, uh, you get firsthand knowledge of what's going on and where the, where the funds are being spent and, and, and it needs to be, everything needs to be on the right level and, and everybody needs to know. And one of the things that we had talked about, uh, that, that they did at, at Zach's school was they had a thing called the Breakfast of Champions, which was a great combination of the sponsors and sponsorship with the Booster Club and the parents and the student-athletes. Right. And every week, every Friday before the football game, Friday mornings, it was a, it was a big pep rally of sorts. because Involving the parents. Back when I was in high school, we had a pep rally every Friday. At lunch or sometime. Ours was, I think, in the mornings. But yeah. um, it was every Friday. They don't do those anymore. I don't know why. but uh, At least so, that we've seen. So. so this, well, right, not at the school that we were at. So um, this was a sort of a, a mini pep rally where the coaches got up and talked and each week a teacher would would do a presentation there was hilarious one where they did a carpool karaoke um type of a a presentation with this teacher it was hilarious but you know everybody gets involved and um this breakfast of champions whether your team's won a game or not it's great morale for the kids the players and uh the student athletes to, to get in and have have people get up early in the morning and come in and have a cup of coffee and a donut from the donated Shipley's donuts and um, visit with the coaches and and say hi to the other parents that are just waking up and and supporting your student athletes su- supporting the school absolutely so with the participation with the booster club and and focusing on your student athlete um, it, you know, try not to get um, too upset whether your student is playing or not or how much playing time they're getting because, you know, the coach has a mission, and that mission is to win his team or her team to win. And your student athlete is a player in that team. So, uh, you know, the coach is not going to be – don't expect 100% um, communication from him and and expecting them to do your recruiting – and guiding you to participate in what you do or don't do. But being a mother, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or, and I, and I use that term very carefully because stay-at-home mom is not, is what we talked about before, the same as it was when you and I were growing up. You know, stay-at-home mom, your moms are busy and raising kids is difficult. And then you're going to try to throw participation into the school on top of it. But it, it's very much needed and um, it'll help you and help your student athlete as you get through these next four years. So I would encourage you to, 
you know, stay involved, be involved, and help as much as you can for that school. And understand your student athlete is one of many within a program. And the high school is not a babysitter. It's not a daycare for you. Uh, it is a place for your student athlete to be educated and to, to develop into a good individual to give back to society. So um, the role of the stay-at-home mom, if you are, or basically just the role of a parent, single parent or married, uh, has to be involvement with their student athlete and their program. One of our goals with these podcasts is to educate the uh, parents and the, the mothers of these student athletes to help them make the right decision. But bottom line is you have to be supportive of the decision that your student athlete makes. Absolutely. And obviously they're young men and women and need guidance, but ultimately they have to decide what's right for them. And it's not always about being in a D1 school, and that's why we're BD1, building a D1 prospect, is because not everybody is D1, but I always like to ask, why would you want to be? Because how much playing time are you going to get? Are you going to get beat up over the next four or five years if you're, a, you know, what position you're playing or whatever? But it's more importantly to get that scholarship. Yes, competing at the next level is great, but it's about getting a scholarship. And sometimes D3s are those schools are not anything to slough at. They're very difficult. They're difficult to get into. And if you can get scholarship money from them, and D2, D3, and I do D3, they're not called athletic scholarships. They're merit scholarships, presidential scholarships. But bottom line is the money is there, and you just have to go get it. So we all can't play at Alabama. Not that you'd want to, but <laughs> uh, or wherever else that your school and please don't shoot the messengers. I know we've got a lot of alums out there from different programs, but, you know, the generic message, listen to that for me instead of trying to shoot me here. Uh, but uh, let's look at other options. And, and also we've had talked about that heart-to-heart -heart talk of with your student-athlete. Do they want this? Do they want to play athletics at that D1 level? And if they do, that's fine. But be prepared and understand that there are greater opportunities at the D2 and D3 level. For you to advance and, and move on so i think it's really important that you be supportive as a mother if you are a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad to be supportive and as helpful as you can but at the same time being the parent as we discussed with bobby and some parents forget that so well thank you for uh, participating cindy sure thanks for having me and hopefully we can open the eyes to many more mothers and and uh single parent uh, of these student athletes out there to participate. Absolutely. And um, if you have questions, shoot us an email or um, at Michael at BD1Prospect.com or Cindy at BD1Prospect.com and we'll answer your questions and help you through the process. Get you, get you through this. And uh, you can find us on iTunes now on our podcast. We're getting such a good response from people. We greatly appreciate it. And go to our website and watch for our platform at www.bd1prospect.com. And uh, go out and do great things today. Above all, be safe. And, uh, thank you from BD1.